At home, turn us up. In your car, turn us on. At work, tell others about Talking with Ms. T, the talk show that's giving you trending topics, noted news, interesting interviews, community updates, and so much more. It continues right now. Miss T. She'll do the talking. All you got to do is be a good listener. It's time once again to jump right in to the show with the flow that keeps you in the know. This is Tanisha Baker hosting the 219th edition that you shouldn't be missing. Thanks for tuning in to Talking With T. It's July 29th, and if today is your birthday, you share it with your birthday mates, singer Wanye Morris of Boys to Men. It is also the birthday of the first black world boxing champion, George Dixon. Today on the national calendar is National Lasagna Day, National Lipstick Day, and National Chicken Wing Day. The theme this month is Feel Free to Be, and you are encouraged to own your truths, love all of who you are, and simply be yourself. Accept who you are and find value in yourself. If you have never, ever heard it before, let Miss T be the one to tell you that you are enough. Let's turn our attention to our Monday Minute Quick Bits. This upcoming September, political activist and educator Dr. Angela Davis will be honored by the National Women's Hall of Fame for her historic achievements. We also want to celebrate Clarice Phelps, who is a nuclear engineer at Oak Ridge National Laboratory. She became the first African-American woman to be involved with the discovery of an element. This is a bad sister. You heard me. Art Neville, known as Papa Funk, who was the founding member of the Neville Brothers out of New Orleans, died at the age of 81. Jeffrey Epstein was found unconscious and injured with marks on his neck in a New York jail cell. Some question whether Epstein might have staged an attack or a suicide attempt to get a transfer to another facility. If you recall, he is the billionaire charged with sex trafficking and pedophilia. Sadly, at least 13 dead and 15 injured in the Gilroy Garlic Festival. It is one of the largest food festivals in the United States. This incident happened Sunday around 5.30 p.m. and we are still waiting on additional details. Keep it where it's at. I'll be right back after this week's tip from Tarika. Hello. The tip for the week is I'm just going to do a public service announcement. I guess that's going to be the tip for the week. Thin people don't like being called skinny or bony no more than heavy people like being called fat. Okay, so it seems like people are more comfortable coming up to people who are thinner or smaller and saying, oh, are you sick? Is something wrong with you? Or you're, you're bony or you're skinny or looking at you like you're sick. I mean, why would somebody think that is a good conversation to have or that's something that somebody wants to hear. The same way that most people are careful about how they approach heavy people, like you just rarely see somebody walk up to somebody and say, oh, you fat, or oh, you you wide, or you picked up weight. Normally people are really sensitive about that, and a lot of people are more conscious, and they don't say that. Even if they see somebody's stomach sticking out from here to yonder, most people will whisper and say, is she pregnant? And say, oh, I'm not going to say anything because she may not be. The same caution that is used when you're referring or when you see someone that's overweight 
or heavy or thick or fat or whatever the term is that people consider themselves nowadays, uh, be real cautious about that same thing when it comes to thin people because they don't like it either. They don't want no everybody staring and saying how frail you look. That's not nice. It's like it's not nice when you say it to someone heavy. And it seems like the heavier people are the main ones who are quick to tell somebody that they're bony or they're skinny. How about you take a rotation and look in the mirror at yourself and think, oh, there's some things I need to work on too. That is the tip for the week, and I've been talking with T. All right, listeners, I'm particularly excited today because I have now what we would call our core four on Talking with T, which is started with me, your girl, Miss T, the know-it-all Professor J, our top investigator, most often instigator, P.I.P.L., and our newest addition in the No Joe. Everybody help me welcome to Talking with T, Mr. Joseph Moore, who will now be referred to as what y'all in the, in the No, no Joe. Joe. All right, all right. So welcome to Talking with T. We're going to jump right in to our review of Trending News, and I'm going to go ahead and start with our first story. I hear Elizabeth Warren is introducing a bill that will cancel the student loan debt of tens of millions of Americans. The bill would forgive $50,000 in student loans for Americans in households earning less than 100000 a year. So that's going to result in immediate relief to more than an estimated 95% of the 45 million Americans with student debt. I'm going to pause right there because that just seems so astronomical to me that 45 million people have student loan debt and that this bill would provide relief to 95% of them. And even if you make more than 100000 a year, you'll still get some relief. So, you know, she's on the campaign trail, and she has promised this, as well as her plan to make tuition free at public colleges. And so she's going to do this with money from what she's calling a wealth tax. It would assess a 2% tax on wealth above $50 million, a 3% tax on wealth above a $1 billion. Those that fall in those categories, you know, they're a little upset and everything because they've been asked to share a little of their fortune with those less fortunate. But keep in mind, the wealth tax is for those with wealth above $50 million and above a billion. Okay. Well, you know, I'm not mad because I count myself in that number. You know, me and my 50 million degrees, as you so eloquently said, as we were planning for <laughs> today's show, Tanisha, you know, I'm uh-huh. counting myself in the number. And $50,000, that's a nice old chunk of change off my student loan debt. So I know that's know, right. Uh, Liz, come on, girl. What can you do for your boy? What can you make happen? <laughs> I was just joking with somebody the other day. I said, listen, the way my student loans are set up, y'all going to come to my funeral and I have a whole page of degrees. Because they don't <laughs> be in they never going to get paid off. And you know what? I've always said my tombstone going to say, here lies Tanisha Baker and Sally Mae, because I'm pretty sure I'll be carrying those loans to the grave with me. I'm just grateful that after I got my associates, school decided they want to close. So they erased all our student loans off. 
Thank you, well, Virginia College. Well, I guess that was well, a blessing and a curse. Sharing is caring. <laughs> Let's share. Let's share. The well. Help the people. <laughs> well, let me move on to this next story. A photo, this is more on a, you know, a serious note. A photo started floating around showing three Caucasian fraternity brothers out of the University of Mississippi posing with guns in front of the historic marker honoring Emmett Till. The sign was full of bullet holes. Now, it doesn't take a math wizard to add two and two together. The three boys were suspended. The vandalized sign will be removed and replaced with a new sign made of reinforced steel, which will make it bulletproof. But I was really appalled when I saw them posing, grinning, holding up their guns in front of that sign. So here's the thing. I was reading that they've already replaced the sign. And okay. for the University of Mississippi, I'm not surprised. This is the same institution where there have been nooses hung around the statue of James Meredith, who, mm. if memory serves me correctly, was the first African-American to integrate the University of Mississippi. Uh, most recently, the name of the journalism building was changed because the benefactor who provided for that building made some derogatory remarks with African-American women. So on one hand, I'm surprised, but on the other, I'm glad that the University of Mississippi is taking the necessary measures to erase, if you will, racism, not just on their campus, but even among their students. Yes, it just burned my button because I've seen someone on Twitter try to reference that what they did when they stood by and took the picture with it was no different than someone standing um when they go out hunting, standing with us. So I'm thinking that. So you're labeling Emmett Till as an animal? Is that what you're trying to say? Because that's totally different. That's apples and oranges. Right. So some people just don't get that it is racism still active in 2019. Mm -hmm. It's like we haven't recovered any our grandparents and great-grandparents went through. Me personally, I don't think the college has done enough. Okay. I think just to suspend them, I don't mm. think that's enough. Okay. And they maybe should be what? Just put out of school? Maybe uh, there should be some fines. They should have paid for the bulletproof fine. Oh, okay. Yeah, I if, agree. If you, if you have enough nerve to shoot it up and then take a picture behind it, mm-hmm. there should be something else other than being suspended from your fraternity. Right. And not suspended yeah. from school. Oh, okay. From their fraternity. Yeah, I agree. Something to discourage that type of activity. I don't really know any black people that go to white memorials and shoot them up. I hadn't heard about it. No. And even if they were suspended from their fraternity, I'm pretty sure that official word or official action from the school itself is not that far behind. I guess we just have to sit and twiddle our thumbs and see what's going to happen next. They got to put a proof sign up in how many days? Jay? We should hear something that's going on. Well, from your fraternity. Well, from what I was reading online, there's already a sign that's up. So we saying a consequence should be coming swiftly. Right. Let me go down there and shoot up something down at UT. The flower garden sign or the flower sign that's got some memorial about it. Let me go down and shoot up and, and see what you're going to have to come give me some commentary. <laughs> you're right. You're right. That's true. Uh, and that's the date. I shoot it up because <laughs> the proof is already put, especially when I take a picture. Right. You say it's a wrap. It's, I'm gone. Just send me a little letter. 
look Christmas because I'm going to be there for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask y'all, because I don't know all the details. I just caught a snippet here and there. What's going on with Juanita Bynum? What happened with her? What's the controversy Ooh, about? Child, listen, 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 listen. Okay. I'm listening. So, so she gets on Facebook Live, much to the amazement of the saints, to talk about how she had been booked to preach at this conference and her staff had gone into her room to make sure that the anointing fell mightily even in her hotel room, so much so that they had laid out white sheets all across the furniture because, you know, Juanita is anointed and she can't just sit on furniture because God knows what the people have done in these hotel rooms. They have laid out white sheets on her furniture. Wait, her are you... I'm sorry, I hate to interrupt you, but I just want to make sure you're not embellishing. Is this actual stuff that happened? Yes. They checked into the room before she had gotten there and arranged the room and prepared it for her arrival and laid out her garments that she was to preach in that night all the way down from her outer garments to her stockings to her underwear. Okay. Put them out on the bureau, if memory serves me correctly. Okay, and so the male pastor of the church where she was supposed to minister that evening had come into the room and laid eyes on her panties and her stockings and all of her garments. Well, how did he get in the room? Because he said that he was going to put something in the room and his justification for having access to the room was that he paid for it. Okay. Right. Now, upon finding out that this male pastor had entered the room, Prophetess Bynum was so distraught and so upset that she could not fulfill her assignment for this particular conference because her thing was how could she preach to this congregation with the pastor sitting in the audience who had seen her underwear? So there's been an entire back and forth the pastor has subsequently gone on social media to say that he had not gone into the bedroom of the suite. And if you look on social media, Prophetess Bynum requests a, a presidential or an executive suite whenever she accepts a ministry engagement. So the pastor, as I said, stated that he had not gone into the bedroom Upon realizing that Prophetess Bynum was not in the room and upon only seeing her luggage and, you know, calling out to say, hey, is anybody here? And realizing that he got no response, he quickly got out of the room because, you know, the Bible says don't let your good be evil spoken of. Mm -hmm. So there's been an entire back and forth between Prophetess Bynum and this pastor, and there have been speculations that, She's made this, uh, Prophet Bynum has made this story up that she does this all the time. And it's oh. just been, yeah, it's been an entire mess. Sources have said that she was not even in the city at the time that the pastor supposedly entered the room. Right. So I'm thinking from my own personal experience, there's a certain thing that should not be out among the eyes of the public when I'm not in the room. Well, I say scratch a lap and the thief. Uh-oh. Because if somebody lying, 
you got three things. Yeah. You got her truth, you got his truth, and then you got the real truth. Now, me, personally, if I've been raised in ministry, you know, people come from out of town and, you know, you set them up at the hotel, but I do believe that she had her armor bars or people come to pray for the room, set the room up, how she likes it. Well, maybe the money wasn't right. I've never known people to go in the room after you have been checked in. If he paid for the room, this is my experience, that if I pay for the room, I'm going to go and set the fruit basket up or whatever I'm going to give her before they even check in. She'll say this, if it's a ministry, you know, don't wear the same drawers that he's seen. Go down Do and call and get you some new ones. Oh, <laughs> that would have solved it. Yeah, going down the street because the ministry or preaching is not about what you want anyway. And even still, there's the whole issue of propriety, which a lot of people have called into play here. Even if there was something that the pastor wanted to leave in Prophetess Bynum's room, then it would have been more proper for a female member of the pastor's staff, whether it was an evangelist, a missionary, female elder, to bring that to the room, or at best for him, to, for him himself to leave it at the desk and say, hey, I'm leaving this prophet's side, and can you make sure that she gets it? So there's the whole issue of propriety or impropriety here that's at play. About him going and, to the room at all. Uh-huh. But I'm going to move on, too, and I got a few more things to talk about. And so everything else I got today is pretty much from the Crazy Chronicles. And I'm going to start with crazy story number one. A woman in Georgia goes to McDonald's. Jay, get your flow chart. All right, hold on. Grabbing pen, grabbing paper. All right, let's go. All right. All right, so a woman in Georgia goes to McDonald's, gets her order, fries a code. She goes back in complains. While the manager's going to get her new fries, the woman starts arguing from what I can tell, what I piece together from the story. She starts arguing with one of the workers. They get into an all-out brawl. The customer goes to her car, and y'all already know when somebody goes to their car, after you've been right. So she goes to her car, comes back, she walks in the kitchen and shoots up the floor. So I'm reading the story, and then I reflect and remember that all of this was over a cold order of fries. At McDonald's. At McDonald's. Now, granted, McDonald's fries are fine when they come out the grease, they hot, they got the right amount of salt on them. But to shoot up the whole freaking restaurant over some cold fries? (laughs) Girl, bye. Yeah. (laughs) And she most definitely couldn't go to one of our McDonald's because she'll be shooting it up all day every day. Something <laughs> <laughs> is always wrong over there. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. If I'm going to pull out a gun, it won't be for no floor. <laughs> She's going to jail anyway. Well, she probably didn't want to go to jail for a long time. Shoot the pinky toe. <laughs> well, crazy story number two. A woman out of Riverside County is in custody after being caught on video giving marijuana to her children ages 12 and 6. The video circulated on social media, and the woman can be heard saying on the video, 
She's been through CPS, that's Child Protective Services, 14 times. Got a couple of questions. One, why did she think this was okay, and why would she video it? And then, who goes through CPS 14 times and still has their children? Somebody who's high all the time. You said somebody who's high all the time. <laughs> all the time, because she has to be. Mm-mm. Yeah, so. 12 and 6. And the system. Talk about the system failing some kids. God bless you America, shall. and God we trust. <laughs> all right, crazy story number three. I'm going to need y'all to help me understand. I'm reading the story. Well, you don't really need a flow chart for this one. I just don't okay. understand it. Okay? Okay. A woman pulls through the Taco Bell drive-thru. And this story says, so she gets in trouble for pouring alcohol down the employee's throat. They didn't even know each other. Behind her was a sergeant. That's how she got arrested. But I can't visualize or understand how you are going through the drive-thru you get to pouring alcohol down somebody's throat who's in the drive-thru window. Has anybody else heard it? Like, how did this happen? Did I miss some details? Taco Bell at 1.20 a.m. She would know. That might have been some pill action. Well, that, that too? Well, I still really didn't get a solution to help me figure out how this woman done reached through a drive-thru window and pull some alcohol down somebody's throat. I think what it was, from what I was reading, um, yeah. that was a, a friend. I got some liquor, and she said, well, come by my job and give me some. So she pulled up. The girl opened her mouth, and she poured it in. Wait a oh. minute. Wait so that makes more sense than them not knowing each other. But still, it does. She said, but still she said, ah. So. Yeah, she still opened her mouth and let her pour it in there. Taco Bell. Who's next? Burger King? Bird King is serving tacos to the people now, so I mean anything it, can and happen. Pork. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is foolishness now. Taco Bell, foolishness, McDonald's, <laughs> only work. Well, speaking of work, you know, as educators, we don't always get paid what we feel we need. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people talk about teachers are underpaid, but they have found a way to increase their income. There's a website called SleepingArrangement.com that said hundreds of teachers are boosting their income through, quote, lucrative liaisons with sugar daddies. These sugar babies, as they're called, want to live their lives and better their careers, and sometimes they have to work multiple jobs, so their teachers are turning to this SleepingArrangement.com for extra money. I will say it's hard out here in these teacher streets. It's hard. Like you said, it's hard out here. Because like you said, we don't get paid the money that we're worth given the amount of work that we have to put in even beyond the last spell of the day. In a lot of places, teachers do have to work second and third jobs. Apparently, people are being, being very creative with their alternate employment. That's all I really can say that. about that. Okay. That's all I got. Okay. Yeah, time's hard. What was that website again? <laughs> I'm getting to a friend. Cause I'm getting tired of that black people meeting tender and plenty of fish. It's too much tenderness. It's too much fish. <laughs> Honey, you need something that's green that's going to hold you. That's what's going to hold you in the midnight hour. It's something that's green. Something, something, green. something green. And I'm not talking about no spinach and no cabbage. <laughs> Y'all, it has been my pleasure and my joy 
That's got to be it for this bit. I can't wait to hear what y'all have to say next week. And I can't wait to tell it. And you know I'm going to say it. And it's going to be told. We discuss many topics on Talking With T. And if you would like to share your thoughts or opinions, call 865-409-1170. We would love to hear from you. And your call just may be featured on an upcoming show. We still want to celebrate T's top teens and hometown heroes. So if you would like to make a nomination, visit www.talkingwitht.com. We will continue to spotlight local arising artists. And if you're interested in having your product or service featured on Talking With T, we would love to help you promote your business or event. Well, once again, we've come to the end, but stay engaged by visiting www.talkingwitht.com. You can find the links to many of the stories we share and discuss on the website. Also, remember to follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Remember that you can listen to Talking With T anytime on your time through Blueberry, SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Google Music, or iHeartRadio, and new shows will continue to drop each Monday. In the meantime, and in between time, subscribe to Talking With T Daily, the online daily newspaper to get your daily scoop of trending news and find out what we're talking about. On that note, I'll end with a quote. Respect is earned, honesty is appreciated. Trust is gained and loyalty is returned. Remember where you heard the word. Keep being kind until next time. You've been listening to Talking With Teeth.